Hey y'all. So, um, I just got a new little toy uh, with me. Just purchased um, a new device. Uh, and um, I'm here and I'm uh, ready to uh, try it out live on the show. Uh, so, what I got, it's um, a bullshit translator right so you just uh you just you know type in the uh phrase or the word that people are using and uh it comes up with the real definition of what that person is trying to say it's pretty cool uh so you know i uh found one that i found a saying that uh, i kind of wanted to you know Put through the system to uh, to test it out. So, um, all right, let's go here. So, we're trying it out live on air. The bullshit translator. Let's see how it works. So, I wanted to uh, input the phrase imposter syndrome. So, uh, let me do it right here. Imposter syndrome okay waiting for it to load okay real definition of imposter syndrome you are not qualified for the position that you have and you rightfully have feelings of inadequacy well that was helpful ladies and gentlemen this is the world according to kyle podcast <laughs> How you doing? Okay. You all right now? I'm good. So, um, if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to follow me, you can catch me on the following uh, services. YouTube, Kyle Max. Twitter, Kyleverse. TikTok, Kyleverse. Instagram, KyleMax86. Reddit, TWA2K. If you have any questions for the show, topics you want me to cover, Slide into my DMs and let me know. Um, as far as the podcast goes, right now I am on YouTube, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I'm working on getting more um, platforms to be hosted on. If you listen to podcasts on one of those platforms, then uh, let me know which one it is so... I can get on there, um, yeah, because like I just try to be good, get on the main ones, and um, if there's a, because I figure they're the ones that most people use, if there are any that, uh, that you specifically use, you specifically like, let me know, I'll get on it, and um, you know, my, my, uh, my releasing of podcasts is a little bit sporadic. I understand. Um, it's been a little bit trying this year, but the easiest way to, uh, or the best way, I should say, rather, to uh, to make sure I'm uh, posting frequently is to like and share and spread the word about this because, uh, you know, the more people that I get uh, listening to this, then the then i make more money and the more money i make the more i am able to take this 
you know, quite really seriously as a job. So, you know, the onus is on both of us. If you want to see more TWA2K, if you want me on a weekly basis, then show that you do. Share this shit, like this shit, and um, love this shit, you know? All right, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, get into the topics of the world according to Kyle, a.k.a. TWA2K. Now, um, I've been a little busy this summer. That's also um, part of the reasoning that um, I haven't been uh, getting as much podcasts out like... You know, this pandemic shit really uh, needs to stop because, you know, the off years that it's, um, that uh, it's, um, you know, when we have pandemic year, pandemic year, and then a year of like normalization, like everybody wants to do something every weekend. Like, I feel like I'm fucking booked every weekend. I look at my calendar. Oh, a birthday. And I look at this. Oh, I said this. Oh, I said yes to that. And, uh, you know. It's really hard to uh, shaft somebody when, uh, you know, you're just getting out of a pandemic and you haven't seen each other in, uh, or not necessarily haven't seen each other, but you haven't all been together with a group and had like a party or a get together in, you know, uh, you know, a couple solid years. So, you know, I... uh, you have to kind of, you, you know, you have to kind of, um, you know, this, uh, the pandemic has really uh, m- made me take, uh, not take things uh, for granted and not take my friendships for granted and um, to try and uh, be there when I say I'm going to be there for other people. And uh, now... One of those things that uh, I just got back from and that I did was um, the Jack White concert. Um, man, that was a, that was a great show. Um, <laughs> and um, probably one of the best deals uh, I could think of where, you know, uh, I saw it at uh, Budweiser stage um, and uh, in Toronto, of course, and um there's lawn seats now Budweiser stage is an amphitheater and uh so the sound kind of uh travels up the stage where the artist performs is uh lower lower and then there's like kind of an ascending uh ascending hill and so with Budweiser's they have like the GA area which is right in front of the stage then they got above that they have a seating area and then it, it's ascending and then above that they have a uh a lawn area and the lawn area is like a second ga area where you can just kind of get your own seats and sit down on the lawn but you know you're not really sitting down you're standing up through the show because you want to see everything um it's a really it's a really great experience and to see Jack White for like, you know, I paid I think $55 for my ticket. Uh that is a hell of a good deal. Um now there uh was one thing that uh you know irked 
some people about um, the concert. And initially, I was irked about it a little bit too, but I kind of, by the end of the show, I kind of uh, understood and appreciated the uh, what uh, what I was initially uh, put off by. Now that would happen to be the uh, so it is a phone free show. So um, what they do is that. They they have these little bags or um, these slips which uh, your phone goes into and gets locked uh, for the show, and uh, you know you're just it's a phone free show. You're not allowed to use your phone. Now there are areas of the of the venue which uh, you are able to access your phone, but they're only in uh, specific areas. I guess this is because he does not want a recording uh, of what's happening. I don't know whether it's because of maybe epileptic seizures. Um, but I will say this. I will say um, that it, uh, it really kind of benefited the experience. And now I'm the type of person where... I don't, uh, I love the experience of a concert. I love, you know, I don't, you, you see, you will see me if you've, uh, if you follow me, you see that I do post, uh, concerts when I'm there, but it's usually just like I, you know, post a picture of me or put, post a picture of the sign that says Jack White or, uh, I post like a 10 second clip of what's going on because I don't want to be that guy that's on his phone and, you know, I love the environment and the experience of, uh, going to see a concert. So, um, now I realize that most people aren't like me <laughs> and, uh, that, you know, this, a lot of people will just stay with their heads down in uh, their phone or they just keep getting messages or checking and shit like that. But, uh, you know, so I felt like, you know, without that, it really kind of, it really kind of benefited the uh, overall experience and it felt more like a um, collective uh, experience than... Um, a normal concert that wouldn't have had these and you know what i'm uh i can tell you know um that i have a little bit of ptsd from living in a small town like people will break out their vapes or their joints and there's all these cops and security guards around and uh you know i'm like fucking super paranoid about that sort of shit because i used to live in a small town and cops over there are like um are like you know looking for anything to you know to uh you know be able to pretend like they're doing good uh by ticketing you or uh keeping up with their quotas or doing or you know harassing fucking people who aren't uh harming anybody and you know, I have to say that um, Toronto definitely has the best police uh, of any place that I've ever seen. They're super chill. They got bigger fish to fry than uh, somebody who's just keeping to themselves and, 
you know, smoking a joint, uh, you know, outside because, you know, it is legal <laughs> here. Um, so, <clears throat> I, you know, I need to get over this kind of uh, small town uh, PTSD that I have with... Uh, with a uh, you know joints and uh and marijuana because <laughs> my you know my friend uh came and they just casually uh, <laughs> casually break you know breaking out joints and passing them around and i'm like what, what, what are you doing <laughs> and you know it's just uh that's just something i'm gonna have to get over because they didn't fucking care and they're <laughs> and they're right there um but yeah, what a great concert! I mean, um, Jack White really played a lot of uh, a lot of deep cuts. Like me and my friend who was at the show, uh, we hang out on the weekends and have a few drinks sometimes. And uh, and you know, uh, we like you know we like artists. Like if we like an artist, we like them a lot, and we play a lot of. Um, a lot of like their lesser known songs uh you know and jack white played some of those songs which you know the jack white heads like you know like um hotel yorba highball stepper and me and my friend's favorite song of jack white the black bat licorice and when he <laughs> when he played that we were we were going absolutely nuts Ugh. What so man and Jack White, very underrated guitar player I should say, uh, was incredible on the guitar and every single one of his songs he like stretched out longer and just like you know went free flowing on the guitar for like an extra an extra minute which just fucking added so much uh, you know so much uh, coolness to the to the concert um, and you know not many. I was saying to somebody who I was at a bar before the concert and uh, one of the bartenders, after I told him I was going to Jack White, he was just like, oh, that's the phone free show and said it very, you know, uh, disparagingly as if like, hey, you know, why would you go to a phone free show? And I told him, I'm just like, there's not many, there's not many people I would be willing to lock my phone up in a little bag for the entirety of the concert. But Jack White is one of those people, and uh, incredible show, incredible show. Um, you know what? And when it comes to music, I'm like one of these uh, late to the bandwagon guys, and I recommend it. I recommend being late to bandwagons. Like, mm, as much respect as I have for Anthony Fantano, I would hate being him. Like, I would hate having to. Uh, listen to um, loads of crappy music all the time and kind of like rank in, you know, or come up with some sort of uh, criticism of it. Like, you know, I always, uh, I always get on to a band after they've created their great stuff, not while they're creating their great stuff, because the true test of uh, a truer test of greatness is a music's longevity and how uh, how people are gonna feel about it, uh, 
you know, 10 to 20 years down the road. And so, you know, everybody will say this artist is great and that artist is great. But then you, you know, listen to them five years later and it's just kind of basic. So everybody likes something when it first comes out. It's like a generational thing, I think. Like everybody wants to think their generation produces uh, good music or the best music. So uh, it's not necessarily like um, an objective uh, analysis about uh, a music that is good necessarily. It's just more like a, um, you know, this is here and it's listenable. So I think it's, so I think it's great. So I'm going to say it's great. It's very similar to uh, the LeBron, uh, the LeBron um, situation and the LeBron dilemma. Our generation sees LeBron and they're the only one that they see and they don't, um, watch basketball from the past or have a historical understanding of basketball so they say he's the greatest player on the planet and uh or he say this is the greatest ever and it's just not true um so that's kind of my disposition is that everybody thinks something such hot shit i like to wait i like to be late to the bandwagon you know at you know come at me when you've had three great albums so you know it comes at the expense maybe of not seeing an artist while they're at their peak but you know i love the fuck out of the artists that i do see and um and uh, you know i don't feel really that bad about it i think like uh it will you know it will prevent me from not wasting my life listening to a lot of crap um you know and speaking of a lot of crap everybody's complaining about cancel culture and you know getting uh deplatformed and i want to share a strategy for you i've developed a strategy for not getting deplatformed from uh every single major uh website on the internet so um besides 4chan so i want to share this strategy uh with you in hopes that maybe uh maybe it will help some of you so um i i have this strategy of just not being a piece of shit human being (laughs) and uh you know i'm gonna see if that works out you know as opposed to andrew tate um where uh you know you just say uh, whatever the fuck you want and complain about free speech after. Um, you don't see that free speech is a two-way street. And just because a... Uh, it's like the same as going into a bar. Um, you know, you're free to enter, you're free to pay the price, but if you're causing problems, you can be removed. So... Actually, it's freer than a bar because uh, a bar can just look at you and say, oh, yeah, uh, we're not, <laughs> or, or yeah, too bad you're not getting in. You're not a uh, uh, smoking hot chick uh, who's under 25, Leo. <laughs> and so, yeah, you're not getting, so it's even like regular life is even more discriminant than, uh, than online life. And the freedom of speech is a two-way street because a business 
if they don't like who you are or you do or you do shitty things and you say shitty things then they have the right to not allow you on their platform because it is a detriment to their business and to more people using that platform so how you know if people if you're a piece of shit and you're saying misogynistic things and uh, you know, just being a gigantic fucking piece of crap, then, uh, then I really don't get why, what, what the issue is. Like we've had, you know, we have these alternatives, you know, there are alternatives to Twitter. There are alternatives to YouTube, but the only problem is the reason why you're concerned about your free speech on them is because everybody else uses them. But everybody else is fucking upset with the shit you're saying. And so I really don't get where the disconnect is here. This uh, this isn't this isn't cancel culture. You're just you're just um, you're just operating in a as in a, at a detriment to the company. And this is how advertising works. This is why people get canceled from advertising. Because if people fucking if you're a piece of shit, if you're a fucking misogynist, if you're a fucking discriminant asshole, if you're a racist, then uh, people don't want to listen to your shit and they will boycott companies. So this is freedom of speech, working, but it's just working against you. So you think it's an assault against your First Amendment rights. Incorrect. Go on Truth Social. Go on these platforms, go on these echo chamber platforms, go on 4chan. You have the right to. What you don't have the right to is, uh, you know, constantly be a fucking uh, piece of shit online. (sighs) Freedom of speech. It is a two-way street, assholes. Now, um... I wanted to uh, discuss kind of a personal uh, situation and see if you guys feel the same way as I do about this. Now, I was a little pissed when uh, it happened. And um, I want to see if you guys feel the same. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to think of a way to frame this. I do not like getting a personal or sharing details about um, the person uh, who I felt did me wrong, or said something wrong, or did you know did something wrong? Like I'm uh, all right. So somebody who I you know I know was close with me. Um, you know they were uh, they wanted me to move uh back home from where i live in toronto and um and they said something that really fucking uh rubbed me the wrong way and uh i so i feel like it's necessary to share uh with you um just in terms of us kind of learning about others like i you know i never want to get personal about a situation i just want to kind of talk about it and uh you know maybe i'm overreacting maybe uh maybe 
you know, I'm not, maybe uh, I'm justified in feeling the way I feel, but regardless. Um, so, you know, I moved out to Toronto from somewhere else, and uh, this person was, you know, wanted me to move back to uh, my home where I'm from, and, you know, I think that, that you know, and I talked to this person, uh, and this person was, um, was saying that you know was trying to convince me to uh to move back home and um they said uh yeah you could be making a lot more money over here etc etc and uh then they said this they said um you know i've seen your life and your life isn't even that great there (laughs) and um you know I've kind of uh, developed a, you know, a strong backbone. Like before in my life, um, I would have fucking, you know, said something to this person. But, uh, and even my friend said, he's like, he's like, I'm surprised. uh, I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't say anything. And, uh, you know, I've just, um, I've learned uh, from being in a team leader position uh, from being in a position of leadership, not to, you know, not to go with your, in or, not that necessarily not to go with your instinctual reaction. Sometimes you should, but you should at least kind of weigh it and not let your emotions uh, dictate how you react to a situation. And uh, I didn't, and just kind of had a, you know had a ho-hum conversation until we finished it and then just reflected on it a little bit and man that was a fucking garbage thing to say like um you know without getting into any details about uh the relationship that i have with this person uh I, I don't think because I don't think I would say that to anybody if I just met someone, uh, you know, for the first day uh, and just said, hey, um, yeah, your life isn't even that great over there. What you're doing or like, what the fuck do you know? I mean, and the thing that really uh, rubbed me the wrong way about this is that I'm doing fine and I enjoy my life and I'm having a and I'm having a good time. And so it's kind of fucking, you know, like. And this person doesn't really, you know, contact me often enough. They don't, you know, it's just kind of, you know, every few months or something, they'll drop a line and uh, and talk for a bit. But, you know, it's just kind of a, a self-serving thing where uh, they want me there and, um, you know, and not really caring about about how what I do or how I'm living. So, you know, I think that's a piece of shit thing to say. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to wanted to uh, vent about that. That's, uh, you know, how do you say that to somebody? How, like, I, you know, I couldn't picture myself really saying that to anybody <laughs> under any, under any uh, circumstance. Like, who the fuck are you to judge or you to uh, tell me? how my life is, how my life is shit here. Um, that's really stepping over the line. And speaking of, uh, 
stepping over the line. Um, so the threats to the um, uh, Boston Hospital, uh, their Boston Children's Hospital, over a uh, trans kids uh, fake story, which um, which they uh, the right wing kind of uh, uh, drummed up a. Uh, you know, this fake story about them giving treatment, uh, um, them giving, uh, tr- uh, you know, uh, surgeries to, uh, to kids. Um, and, you know, they're, so they're, uh, they're saying these like half truths or false truths about, uh, what is actually, uh, happening, you know, and, um, it's really just uh, I don't I don't really think it's about anything besides uh, severely nitpicking a uh, marginalized demographic that, mind you, has not done has done absolutely nothing in terms of horrific shit to anybody as a group. I mean, you know, it's really uh, disheartening and. Um, you know, while there's so much, um, while there's so much uh, crappiness and so much, uh, you know, so much political violence and ju- uh, justification for uh, violence using politics that has never been done by trans people, uh, you know, it's really terrible that this shit is happening now. I do uh, have like uh, like some issues with like the transports uh, thing and how like you know biological men can com- compete with females, but like that that's not um, that's not as bad a problem as um, you know stochastic terrorism against a marginalized demographic that has done nothing. I mean, that has done nothing wrong. Um, and why do I care? I care because uh, it's this is the future of medicine is why I care. Uh, trans people, I think, are pioneers. I think they are, uh, you know, they're willing to they're willing to, uh, you know, um, risk. Uh, medical treatment when it's not necessary in order to help themselves feel better like they're living a more authentic life like their their physical manifestation of their body matches uh, how they feel as a person and um, how is that not any different from a chick getting butt implants like if you want to you know, if you want to say that uh, somebody is getting butchered or mutilated by a doctor, then what about a mastectomy? You think uh, somebody, you think a woman who's had breast cancer and got in a mastectomy is she butchered? Is she mutilated? Should she just live with the cancer? No, you don't have a problem with that because women are not a severely marginalized demographic that uh you can pick on like i hardly meet any trans people like i do not meet them like uh at the fucking concert i was at like i mean 
<laughs> like <laughs> there was probably like I literally did not see a single trans person among like the tens of thousands of fucking people that were there. So, you know, that's how little little fucking um how little people fucking are responding to uh right-wing ideology now is that uh is that uh they have to resort to picking on like point fucking one point one less less than point one percent of uh the population to make uh to make to make a point um And, uh, you know, it's problematic for the culture of internet news also. I think that, you know, the internet right now is providing a significantly worse um, version of the news. And it's a lot more problematic. Uh, Like, you know... um, the way a mainstream news organization will lie to you is not by way of straight up lying about the data, is that they will push narratives. And I and whether you think this is wrong or not, it's not a, it, it's not anything compared to stirring up stochastic terrorism. I mean, and that's what we have with the internet. Um and it's just, it's just fucking sad. It's, it's just very fucking sad. And, you know, I used to think at a time that uh, the internet would uh, provide, like, some sort of better alternative to the news that was going on, to the mainstream media. But it's not. It's becoming something significantly worse. And uh, that's not a fake news. That's not... The, the more fake news is coming from the internet. The more uh, extremism is coming from the internet. The fact that advertisers will pull shit from, uh, from the mainstream news is significantly better. It is uh, guiding... It, it, it's a better of two evils, let's just say. Uh, if people were reasonable and rational... And I thought at one time that uh, the internet overall would be better for this, but it's proving to be a worse substitute for mainstream media. Now, while there are some things that in some uh, places on the web that do do news in a way better way that mainstream media does, they only do it because they're they're uh, really dedicated to their to uh, their craft, and um, you know they're not going to do things that um, that get them banned. You know, uh, they're gonna you know they're gonna stay within the lines, and they're not going to be a uh, gigantic piece of shit. And you know this is just one of the many things that has um, disheartened me about. Uh, the internet lately while it is overall a good tool i think we're uh we're kind of experiencing a rough patch <laughs> and one one thing uh one thing just caused me such a fucking visceral reaction that uh my tweet was in response to this was 
the world deserves to be ruled by something greater than people. <laughs> and so what it was was a a woman lost a bet to her husband or baby daddy or whoever the fuck he was. And the bet was that she had to wear a Chewbacca mask while she was giving birth. <sighs> yeah. That's one of those things that just, like, I give up all hope for our species. There, There's no way that we are uh, intelligent enough to be an intergalactic species or even a borderline uh, functioning civilization. <laughs> if that doesn't make you... If that doesn't make you see that, uh, fuck, I don't know what will. Alright, so... Moving right along. Uh, now I got a little bit of uh, I got in a little bit of hot water over um, nothing. It seems um, so. Uh, you know, I have a little shade to throw at a situation where I feel like uh, I've been wronged a little. Now um, I got my account uh, suspended from Twitter. Now let's uh, let me get into the situation first. Uh, let me give a little description about uh, what happened uh, and give you guys a full context about uh, about my suspension, and then perhaps you could arrive at your own conclusions of whether or not you feel like it was merited. So. Um, you know, I've seen on my uh, on my feed that there was um, a uh, Twitter user called like Bolt Fan, um, obviously a uh, Chargers fan. A uh, you know because he was uh, he was saying some really uh, stupid shit about. Um, about his quarterback in comparison to Joe Burrow, uh, who just made it to the Super Bowl in his uh, second season as a quarter as an NFL quarterback. So, uh, so uh, what he says is that uh, he said he put out this tweet, which started going around, and obviously it was a hot button thing because a lot of people. Uh, I'm deep into Bengals Twitter, and a lot of people responded to it. So he was responding to someone else who uh, thought Burrow was better than Herbert. And now a lot of people are confusing um, some things, where a lot of people are looking at fantasy numbers and uh, trying to are purely looking at fantasy numbers and are trying to project whether or not somebody is a good quarterback based on how well they perform in fantasy, which is a uh, complete, uh, let me borrow a dark Brandon meme malarkey. <laughs> it is a, it is a malarkey assessment it, just because they're producing well in fantasy does not mean that, uh, they're good for a team to have uh, that a team uh, ditching them will not uh, benefit from uh, from their team. 
So let's just kind of contextually uh, lay the groundwork for uh, what's uh, going on here. Because um, I think that Joe Burrow has literally every single intangible you could possibly want in a quarterback. And people are saying, oh, Allen is better. Oh, Herbert is better. These fucking guys haven't made it to a goddamn Super Bowl. And Allen has had more years. Uh, Herbert has been in the same draft. So what this person said, uh, the tweet that I replied to that I got banned for. So what this person said was somebody had said that, oh, you know, Burrow's better than Herbert. And what this uh, person said to them was that, you're just mad that uh, Burrow will never be able to do what Herbert can do in the playoffs. And so I replied and said, what? Choke? Because Herbert did choke in a situation where he could have beat uh, the Raiders to get to the playoffs. So, what the fuck? Like, how is that even... like? So Twitter, I didn't even know I got suspe- I got suspended for this. So I tweeted this, uh, replied to him at like uh, before I went to bed at like 9 p.m. at night. So I wake up, go to log into Twitter, and find out that my account suspended. Like for what? And I've seen the tweet that I was suspended for. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, what? choke like and they cited that uh i i was suspended for abuse and harassment when clearly that was not abusive or harassing it is clearly uh a a choke is an easier way of saying that somebody did not perform adequately in a pressure situation And because Twitter only allows you fucking certain amount of characters, how the fuck am I supposed to say that? So, here's a problem here. Is that, uh, my count is still suspended. I tweeted this on Friday. It's fucking Sunday right now. So, here's a problem here. Is that, uh, or no, I tweeted this actually Thursday night. And it's fucking, it's almost Sunday. We're fucking, uh... Four hours away from, or uh, six hours away from Sunday. Five and a half hours away from Sunday. And they still haven't fucking re- reviewed it properly. So, you know, you have algorithms detecting particular words and suspending people without review of the context. It's just straight up suspending people. How is that? How is that fair? Um it's fucking a little ridiculous and like uh you know what i'm and they said i can delete the tweet but if i delete the tweet i'm admitting that i do something wrong and i'm gonna have my account suspended for a certain period of time anyways for violating the fucking uh abuse and harassment policy which i did not go against a simple review of the situation would prove this but here's my thing if you do not have the manpower to adequately uh, review the context of the situations that the algorithms are detecting, which 
is rightful to detect these sorts of things, then you shouldn't be suspending it. You should only be suspending it after you fucking completely uh, reviewed the situation. Now, there was another uh, another situation where I just posted a clear joke, but I was understanding in the fact that it could be misconstrued as uh, as a uh, harassing thing or as disparaging to uh, the party involved. And for that, I, I understood, even though it was kind of clearly a joke. Um, but that I understood. This is not understandable. This is not appropriate. This is... Uh, this is uh, fucking overreaching. And you know what? Uh, while I'm not about to complain that fucking um, people who are hateful and uh, spreading fucking, uh, you know, spreading hateful ideologies are about to get banned or getting banned. Uh, this is just something that is overreaching fucking horseshit. Like, um like a fucking uh, five second review of this would simply show like, why is it three days and I haven't fucking got anything back? Like Twitter is what I use for news and what I uh, rely on so that uh, I can get, uh, I can get news. So I'm not going to fucking take my shit down. I will either a create a new Twitter account or B get my shit reviewed and, uh, and uh, get my account reinstated. I'm not deleting a tweet for which that I did not do anything wrong because that is admitting to doing something wrong. And it simply did not fall under the parameters of abuse and harassment. If you want to say you want to take out all violent language from Twitter, choke, then fucking have all characters. I would gladly bend over backwards to uh, to not say choke, even though that's completely fucking bullshit. Uh, as a way to describe uh, not performing uh, well in a high-pressure situation, uh, but it's just ha like how do you do that without without the characters? Like Twitter has just gotten on a fucking power trip, and it's elitist bullshit because fucking the stupid fucking uh, idiot uh, Congresswoman uh, Marjorie fucking Taylor uh, Green. Uh, she posted a, vi a picture of Joe Biden with a Hitler mustache and comparing him to Hitler for uh, for his latest speech. And she didn't get fucking suspended. She didn't get fucking uh, she didn't get booted off of Twitter for fucking two days while they while they reviewed her shit. You know why? Because she has a fucking blue check mark. So fuck you, Twitter, and um, and get your shit together. If you can't. Uh, if you can't have enough people to analyze the context of the situation, you should not be banning them until you've had someone to analyze the context of the situation. Because clearly, uh, if you've seen a Hitler, if you've seen someone compare someone to Hitler, that should be an immediate ban. But they have a blue check mark, so you're not going to do that. What a fucking elitist bullshit fucking uh, platform uh, Twitter is. And... I'm not going to start using True Social. I'm not going to fucking use that. I'll just create another account and fucking uh, get back on Twitter some other way. Uh, but one thing I'm not doing is deleting a tweet in which I did not do anything wrong. Um, now speaking of uh, speaking of that uh, Biden uh, speech, and this is why Republicans are pissed off right now. The Dark Brandon thing. 
This is why his approval ratings are up. He's doing things that are pissing Republicans off. And America, I feel, has gone a lot more left. And this is why the policies that that Americans want are not right ring not right wing. And Biden's approval ratings are up because he's not doing them. <laughs> I mean, like it's very simple. Um his approval ratings were low because he gave a shit about um, about not pissing off Republicans. But then he's seeing that Republicans are going to nitpick the shit out of anything he does and are going to be very unfair in, um, in their criticism of him and that it doesn't really matter. So then he kind of latched on to the dark Brandon thing and it's working and people love him for it and... Um, and you know, his approval ratings are skyrocketing. So this is what Americans want. Americans, you know, Americans want a break and, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little sick of, um, like there's an annoying disconnect, uh, between people telling our generation how they should feel about uh about things like uh student debt forgiveness like these fucking uh ben shapiro and sean hannity fucking types you know or other fucking boomer idiots it's like you can uh you can complain about it but i mean if you're a fucking boomer and you fucking paid off your debt. You had a lot less bullshit to deal with. You had uh, jobs that you that were uh, f- you had fruitful jobs that paid good salaries, and cost of living was way low. You paid fucking a reasonable price for a house. You paid reasonable prices for groceries. You paid reasonable prices for services. So you did not have the same. Uh, struggles that we had to go through and for a boomer fuck like Sean Hannity to come out and disc and shit on uh, people for uh, or shit on Biden for giving out handouts to people in one of the fucking hardest uh, generations that it is and say oh it builds character it's a character builder uh, to fucking to uh pay off your loan well motherfucker you uh didn't live in you didn't try to start off in a life where everything is more expensive where you have no future for home ownership where you can name a shit ton of things where overpopulation is happening where uh you're not gonna where we don't know what's gonna fucking happen with the planet and global and global warming where shit is on the brink of uh hitting the fan because of um the greed of a few fucking over the um, the uh, the lives of many. Just one of these fucking idiot uh, boomer things that um, is really uh, really grinding my uh, gears lately. Um, is a little fucking uh, disheartening, you know, to uh, to see stuff like this, and you know, I just want to kind of put out a alternate alternate uh version of this a lot of people don't have the 
it's hard to come up with the uh, tools intellectually to uh, be able to combat this sort of horseshit nonsense that uh, is spewed out uh, by uh, by the right wing and making you feel bad for growing up in a uh, world that is overpopulated, in which it's harder to make a living, in which the cost of living is is rising and is becoming significantly more expensive. Now, there was a, another thing that's uh, related to uh, Joe Rogan that uh, I wanted to talk about also. We'll do this as... Uh, a way to cap off uh, the hour of power known as TWA 2K, and now I want to uh, I want to couch this a little in saying that uh, you know I you know I do I do um, I do uh, I I did get a a lot of um, good things from Joe Rogan, but. Uh, it is particularly like advice related to fitness now and personal health. Now, what Joe Rogan or his followers don't seem to understand is that fitness and public health are two separate issues, uh, very separate issues. And, uh, he should look at his followers, maybe, uh, because these are not peak specimen. I would say 95% of uh, Joe Rogan's followers are doughy-ass crackers. <laughs> not to mention um, the fact that um, while he um, is very, you know, um, dedicated to uh, the idea of free speech and free dumbs, um, you know, he's living in a state where if he wasn't, uh, Joe Rogan, if he, if the fact that if Joe Rogan wasn't Joe Rogan, his ass would be getting arrested mad quick. If he was just a regular guy in Texas doing the exact same shit he's doing fucking, uh, doing recreational drugs inside of fucking uh, decompression chambers and all this fucking bullshit in Texas. Like, aren't they fucking some of the most uh, restrictive and uh, repressive uh, people? Like, didn't they arrest uh, Fiona Apple for having a bag of weed across fucking state lines? You know? Like, and the... Like, I rail on him a lot, but he's just popular, so it's, I mean, he, and he says a lot of bullshit, and he speaks for a while, so obviously, you know, I, he has good health advice, and he has good guests, but, you know, he got paid, and now he's starting to pander to the right wing because he wants to pay less in taxes, so, uh, now he's just becoming a, uh, you know, he's not ground, he's not really grounded, uh, in other people and average people's problems where he used to be a lot uh a lot more um <clears throat> a lot more grounded i felt like a lot of the criticisms of him before were overblown but you know <clears throat> excuse me this is why um you know this is why i don't have heroes and 
if you are not willing to um, to take a, if you are not willing and able to take a stand against someone if they do bad shit, then you shouldn't have them as an idol or you shouldn't have them as a hero to begin with. That only shows um, your weakness of character and your inability to uh, to have a sense of identity without them. And speaking of character, another thing that fucking pisses me off about this guy is that every time there's some fucking retard online preaching fucking hateful uh, bullshit, fucking, uh, you know, uh, influencing stochastic terrorism, these motherfuckers who raided the Capitol building, um, imagine... Imagine spending fucking 10 years in prison because you listened to Donald Trump. Because you followed, because you thought Donald Trump was leading you to fucking uh, the promised land. How fucking stupid is, are you? Holy shit. And, uh, yeah, the character thing. Joe Rogan comes and says, like, uh, and defends Andrew Tate by saying, oh, well, he's playing a character. Well, fuck off with this, uh. Stupid character bullshit. You're not pretending to be a character online. It's characters pretending to be a real person. There's a difference. You're not fucking... You're not... You're operating under... You're not operating under a pseudonym. You're not... Op, you're, this isn't a performance. You... This... Right now, this is me being real. And that's exactly what all these motherfuckers are doing. I'm not... Uh, pretending to be a character now where they get it where they are um are salty is because and they bring up andrew dice clay a lot well andrew dice clay did a fucking good job of being a character he went over the top and it was obviously a performance and he obviously had punchlines. joe rogan is going out being joe rogan and being himself not pretending to be a character at all and then defending other people who are not trying to be characters, who are saying hateful shit, who are influencing fucking stochastic terrorism, and giving them the ultimate out. You Oh, just say any fucking hateful shit online, and I'm pretending to be a character. No, that's not how the internet works. This is not a performance. This is not a something we uh, we drummed up and uh, are, are comfortable where it is a performance. And maybe it is. Maybe you could show me someone who is um, clearly, uh, clearly acting as somebody. They wouldn't use their fucking names. They wouldn't have. Uh, they would be like a uh, you know some sort of uh, pseudonym and be obviously performing. But when you're when you're trying to uh, dictate social policy, when you're saying things that influence uh, how um, people's real lives act, that's not being a character. So fuck off with this uh, stupid, um, oh, th uh, there being a character bullshit. Because that's just not true. Fucking Bill O'Reilly is not a character. He's a real person influencing real things that are happening. Okay? Let's, uh, let's have a fucking distinction of that. This is not a performance. This is, it is a performance in the sense of how you are, uh, of how you are uh, dictating. But it's not a performance in the sense where... You, uh, if you're presenting news, if you're, uh, if you're having comments about 
real life shit and trying to influence real life shit and people's opinions on reality that is not playing a character you're playing yourself and yourself is a fucking douchebag piece of shit and that's why people don't like you which is why you are getting banned because advertisers don't like that all this shit man fucking uh and uh you know <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers on the program talking about homeopathy homeopathy lobotomy phrenology witchcraft horoscope religions whatever it's all the same shit it's all superstitions and uh superstitions have no say at all in any public health matter whatsoever so you know uh and I liked Joe Rogan. I listened to his podcast a lot. I liked a lot of, well, not a lot, but I liked some of the guests that he had. But he's fallen off and uh, he's, you know, he's clearly ideological and going on an ideological bend because he's financially influenced by uh, the things that, uh, the things that he is promoting. And um, that is what you should understand. Uh you know, uh, it seems pretty clear to me anyways, you know, um, didn't he say he was a liberal yet, uh, you know, he says vote Republican because why his life was minorly inconvenienced by, um, by public, by health measures, uh, that were recommended by doctors, um, you know, such a fucking, uh, such a crazy world we live in. Um, you know, I definitely didn't expect Joe Rogan to turn into fucking Alex Jones, but you know, I was ready and prepared to, um, if somebody is a piece of shit and I like them, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I have to almost go hard in the paint against them if i have promoted them before because i've told my friends oh yeah hey joe rogan joe rogan podcast yeah listen to that and then all of a sudden you know he don't care if uh he don't care if fucking uh diseases are being spread and people are dying and uh because he can't go out and perform comedy shows even though he got paid a hundred million dollars to fucking do it and um sitting there and shitting on Canada and say because we have uh, because we didn't want fucking you know people to die by the tens of thousands where you know um, America had uh, one of the loosest COVID policies that are possible and I don't know how you can uh, as a as a right winger possibly look at how things played out in America and hold your head high that that was the uh, correct a moral thing to do when the country of Taiwan, which has uh, 2 million more people than the state of Florida, yet they had, uh, they had like 73,000 less COVID deaths in Florida. Okay. So, I mean, where is the disconnect here? Where, I mean, that seems like an objective um, measure of a country that did it that gave a shit more about people dying from a fucking disease and 
you know, it, it does, like, I mean, for you to say, oh, him to say, oh, yeah, these are the healthiest people in the world. Well, they have the most resources in the world to be healthy. Now, do I think somebody who's fat and out of shape is useless to society and should uh, die from a debilitating disease be, uh, because that we don't know much about that could evolve into something that kills more people? Uh, you know, uh, I don't think so. I think it, that um, promoting anything besides uh, getting a shot and, um, and getting vaccinated against COVID is really fucking... Um, is really a really shitty thing to do, let's just say. And I think Joe Rogan is getting warranted criticism for uh, uh, for promoting this horseshit. Now, maybe he, as an individual, based on the amount of resources he had, could avoid uh, could avoid a lot of the things that normal people uh, can't in order to. Um, in order to live normally uh, and do this, but he shouldn't be fucking promoting not getting vaccinated on his fucking uh, on his program to fucking you know tens of millions of uh, of people. And he did cause deaths. He did cause uh, he did he did cause um, more deaths than necessary by uh, going by going against fucking doctors and you know. Doctors definitely are not the enemy. Uh, You know, doctors kind of just objectively are looking at uh, situations and have um, the database of, uh, you know, medical information that is necessary in order to, you know, objectively uh, analyze the, uh, the severity of the situation of the pandemic. Now, do I think that the pandemic, um, do I think lockdowns should continue? No. Do I think, um, do I think, uh, that the pandemic is severe enough to warrant fucking our entire lives and our entire economy over? No. Um, but you know, I didn't mind, uh, we should have actually gone harder earlier with the pandemic and, then we probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have uh, have had it stretch out longer, and we would have had more time to catch up on the vaccinations. But this whole horseshit about monoclonal antibodies, about uh, about ivermectin, uh, about all these fucking kabuki fucking treatments for it, what you're not realizing is that average people. Uh, av- Average people can cannot a vaccines are cheaper and b what if you're not vaccinated and you get COVID and you take ivermectin that's not stopping the spread if you're just a, a an average person and you're not a super physically uh, fit individual which I mean you know not being super physically fit is well within your right and you know what I like it when uh, a doctor or a lawyer is not super physically fit if i see someone who's like a computer engineer and he's super physically jacked i'm gonna be like wow that's someone who doesn't spend enough time fucking on computer engineering like (laughs) like you know these uh these people are so pigeonholed inside of you know what their uh version of being a um 
a productive person is or what their version of uh, somebody who contributes to society is that they can't even see the good in other people that you know somebody fat or somebody not even fat somebody who's just not in peak physical condition is lesser is lesser of a human being well you know what that lawyer who's a fat fuck is concentrated on uh the um massive amount of abstract data that uh you need to become a lawyer or health professional or something like that if i if I, someone came up to me super jacked as a doctor i would be fucking skeptical because uh, because uh that's not someone who's not who's not spending enough time uh in the books who's not fucking uh reading tons of fucking abstract data that you need to be a doctor so wow uh i certainly would be willing to be convinced if otherwise don't fucking trust people and fucking homeopathy all this shit that's been disproven uh, uh, for a while and you know what it can it can work for some people but this is a matter of public health it is not a matter of personal health there's a difference between the two and half the shit that people do anyways for becoming like the super athlete shit a they're more genetically uh uh they have a greater genetic disposition to becoming uh athletic and and b a lot of the times they're doing fucking peds and all this uh bullshit which comes to fuck them later in life when they can hardly walk or something uh or they're fucking a flappy ass, uh, fucking uh, you know, flappy ass fucking skin, uh, going all over the place because or got tons of bone and joint uh, issues, back issues and shit because uh, they went too hard when they were too when they when when they were young and could take it, but then you know what goes up uh, must come down, and uh, you know for you to say that because someone isn't like. A fucking jacked, uh, you know, a uh, fucking jacked uh, mongoloid that they are, uh, that they're not as, um, that they're not as healthy as you. Well, you know, wait a bit. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't consider somebody who's fucking loaded off fucking uh, steroids or PEDs to be uh, healthier than someone who isn't, uh, <laughs> you know. And all this while they rail against trans people, while they take uh, t uh, testosterone replacement uh, therapy and all this other bullshit. But you know, uh, you know, let's. It doesn't matter when we do it. It just matters that we can pick on a severely marginalized uh, demographic that represents less than 0.1 percent of the total population. Anyways, that's it. Your hour of power has concluded. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the World According to Kyle podcast. Hope you all had a good one, and I'll see you next time.